1: To the game, the game after work. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, David G., Trey Vion Birkeland, Funiverse 537, 1350. Get to more on uh, the Big 12 being liars uh, here in just a moment. Uh, shout out to D. Scott Fritsch and a couple of tweets that um, one of them should have been brought up yesterday. I completely forgot about it. And then another cool tweet about Philip Brooks here. Uh, D. Scott Fritchin delivering the uh, the news here. Phillip Brooks deserving his props for sure. I love the way he has played since the Oklahoma State game. Uh, he is one of two FBS players with 2,000 career receiving yards, 800 kickoff return yards, and 700 punt return yards. He needs tw- uh, 200 yards to move top 10 all-time in all-purpose yards. Wow. And 20 yards to move into the top five all-time in punt return yards. Um, at K State, so shout out to Phillip Brooks, sixth year senior. His senior day coming up uh, a week from Saturday against Iowa State. Don't know the That's, kickoff time yet, but it, we'll find out Saturday I, I night. I was going to
0: say, quite possibly, uh, senior night. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's done. I no, don't think no, he has any I mean, more eligibility. I, I'm saying that Iowa State will likely be a night kickoff. I'm just hedging my bets on it. You that. think so? I think so.
2: I don't know. Farmageddon under the lights, the combines.
0: Yeah, but it's you know who farms at night.
2: Only the baddest dudes. I mean, you've what is a, this,
0: harvest season? I, I was going to say, you've been around during harvest, man. Come well, for on. For sure, but, you know.
1: Well, I guess, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not a farmer. Forget yeah, you are, <laughs> dude. You're from Morganville. I worked for a farmer one summer. See? And then I didn't get my job back the next <laughs> year.
2: <laughs> They're like, uh, yeah, we got a bunch of other guys. Sorry.
1: Well, they wanted me to, like, paint doors. Yeah. And mow. Ooh.
2: Yeah, they're like. I'm hey. like, I thought
1: I was gonna drive a tractor.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're like, dude, I thought I was gonna be on the tractor doing stuff, going to fields and stuff. And they're like, Oh, yeah, Mitch, you, you show up next year, the next year, and they're like, Oh, uh, we're we don't have the farm anymore. We sold it. <laughs> they don't want to tell you that you're just the worst door painter.
0: I I mean, honestly, you you missed out on great opportunities to meet the farmer's daughter. I I I just
2: I... the farmer's daughter. <laughs>
0: Well, I was
1: 14. Uh huh. Uh huh. She was 37.
0: Ah! Oh, okay. So, ah! All right. Yeah. This is an older farmer. Dang uh, it. I, uh, all right. Let's go with the farmer's granddaughter then. All well, right. you would
1: recognize the last name. Uh, I got it. Uh, has to do with Kansas politics. I'll tell you off air. You know. I got but it. It's not like a huge deal or anything. You know? Sebelius. Mm-hmm.
2: Jackie Sibelius. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: no, not quite. Oh, okay. Not quite. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yesterday was 25 years ago that K-State beat Nebraska in 98. Yes, it was. 25 years ago yesterday. Would have been a lot cooler if I brought it up yesterday. Yeah, I know. Where were you? Speaking of Michael Bishop, uh, where was I? I was not at the game. Um, boy, I don't know. Watching it somewhere. Mm
0: -hmm. I was at the same place that I will be this Saturday for the game. My mother-in-laws.
2: All <laughs> right. On. I,
0: I I specifically remember twice,
1: like watching, like you know, back then I wasn't a big K-State fan. You know, I was playing a lot of sports myself, but I wasn't like glued to the TV when K-State played. Um, but I do remember two specific times my my folks just and my family going nuts over a K-State win. That in '97 when they won the Fiesta Bowl. Uh-huh. Remember those oh, two very huge. games specifically? Where were you '98 Nebraska?
2: Manhattan, Kansas. We were actually. Down in Aggieville, watching the first <laughs> half, and I'll never forget. We lived um, up uh, the Stag Hill area, and my mom and I like rushing to the car after at halftime to get back home so we could watch the game. And the snow coming down in just clumps. It was like one of those snowstorms, you right. know, where it's just like, blah, 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 blah. and yeah, just watching the cats. Take wait, games. wait,
1: wait! Did it snow that night? Yes. Yeah. Because you, I don't want you getting it confused with the two thousand game. 2000, I I had,
2: 2000 it was two thousand. It was coming down in just like handfuls. Ninety eight, yeah, we were in Aggieville and we were like, we got to get out of here. Went home, watched it at home, and was just like floored. The K State beat Nebraska, man. It was insane, insane. Um, my dad's a big Nebraska guy. I'm really. sorry. Oh God. And uh, you know, we it just.
1: Did you did you let him know what the final score was? No,
2: I, I've let him know since then. We like he, it's so funny. Um, the The thing that hurt them the most, my dad and them up in Nebraska, was when we were smashing him and Bo Pelini was saying that we were running the score up. Mm. And I go, "Are you kidding me? This is Scott Farkas. Talking about like <laughs> being mad after he's beat up on somebody for years and we finally get after them. And they're going to talk about running up the score. Just look at some of those old scores from Nebraska. Right. Tennessee. You're talking it's about insane. the 03 game? Dude. Yes. Yeah. The one where they look the look like in he Lincoln. Peed his pants or something. You ever see that picture? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks like he beat his pants. Um, but yeah, they were really mad we were running up the score. And I was like, yeah, after years of getting beat 70 to nothing, we owe you. All right? Come on.
1: Before we get to uh, back to the Big 12, Trey, let's get you in here. We haven't heard from you all day. Yeah! I, I don't think we've spoken since you went to the Metallica concert. Ooh. Metallica, who else? Pantera was there, right? Yep, yeah, Pantera and-, and St. Um, Louis? Um, yep. And <clears throat> Mammoth.
3: Um, Wolfgang Van Halen. Yep. And that was really cool.
2: Trey Sean Ward's favorite band.
3: Running back for K
1: State so says he's funny. a he's a Wolfgang Van Halen fan, <laughs> along with saliva. Yeah,
2: click, I was click like, that move.
1: is very random choices there. Uh-huh. Did Metallica play? Didn't? Did they not play a song you were hoping to hear? Because they really mix up the set lists.
3: Um, so they've been doing, uh, two dates in every city on this tour. And I only got to go to the one show on the Friday show instead of the Friday and Sunday. Like some people did, you could either get a two day ticket or two separate single day ones. so We just splurged on one day. Um, so they did like, they did a good set list, but obviously they have so many songs that like, um, they didn't do like inner Sandman and like stuff like that, (laughs) but we heard like nothing else matters. And uh, Master of Puppets and stuff. There's just some songs that I wish I heard rather than others because I'm not a big sure. post-Black Album Metallica fan. So when,
1: when, when I saw them, I was just hoping I heard Master of Puppets. Right. Yeah. That was the one I was wanting to hear. I think that's their best song. Love that Pretty song. good. So what's next on your list, Trey? What's your next concert? Uh, Mariah Carey next week. This kid.
0: Metallica to Mariah Carey. The legends, man. And yeah. it's kind
1: of... Good timing, right? I mean, she's got that Christmas song, and it's probably going to go number one again for the fifth straight holiday season. (laughs) Yeah, and it's going to be on Black Friday, too. So,
2: Oh, wow. That'll
1: be
3: interesting. Last year, I went to a concert on Black Friday, and this year, I'm going to a concert on Black Friday. You're
1: missing out on all the deals.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What are you thinking, dude?
1: (laughs) All right, let's get to, uh, boy, the breaking news today. We learned about it yesterday. and Now, it's officially becoming official. The Big 12 lied to us, everybody. Big 12 has a f- has lied to us. I don't think we can trust them anymore. All right, so it has to do with the tiebreaker si- situation with teams that are, uh, if there's at least three tied, it all started with, I'll just could do a lot of backtracking here, but I'll give you the breakdown here, try to do it quickly here because I talked a lot about it yesterday and on Monday. It's been the storyline of the week where the original rule stated with Three teams tied for a spot to go to Arlington for the Big 12 championship. Tiebreaker number one, head to head, best cumulative win percentage in games among the tied teams. If not every tied team has played each other, you go to step two. Well, Oklahoma and, o- and K State didn't play each other. So step two is record against the next highest placed common opponent in the standings. Okay, so assume K State wins out. The Cats would win the tiebreaker over Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. With the Cats heading to the Big 12 championship game, if everyone were to just win out, which everybody is a favorite to do so. Well, apparently the Big 12 didn't like that, or somebody complained, and they reviewed the rules, and they're like, well, you know, Oklahoma State did beat K-State in Oklahoma. The teams are tied with, so maybe they should be going to the Big 12 championship game. But that's not the way the rule was stated. Well, news got out yesterday that the Big 12 were going to potentially change this, or the way they worded it or the word got out the way it was worded, clarify the word. Not change. Not change, the other C word, clarify. (laughs) There's a weird comma in there, which honestly it didn't matter. It didn't throw me off too much. But not everybody in the media has received this uh, media release from the Big 12, but I can tell you that this is what the Big 12 has said. This is a quote here. Regarding step one, of multiple team ties in conference tiebreaker procedure. In the event of multiple team tie, head-to-head wins take precedence. If all the tie teams are not common opponents, the tie team that defeated each of the other tied teams earns the Big 12 berth, championship berth. Mm-hmm. uh uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. I think we uh-huh. can
1: I think it's fair to say that that is different than Head to head, the best cumulative win percentage in games among the tied teams. If not every tied team has played each other, go to step two. Can we both? Can we all say that is a? That's a change. That is not the same thing. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, the Big Twelve is trying to say that's a clarification. Mm -hmm. There has been no. This is again from the Big Twelve. There has been no changes to any rules regarding Big Twelve football tiebreaker procedures, which were agreed upon prior to the season, and went into effect August of 2023. Earlier, I called Brett McMurphy a jabroni for tweeting this out. <laughs> did not know that was word for word in a release from the Big 12, but he did not also say that was a release from the Big 12. He right. just tweeted that out. So, so double jabroni. It's it's a double jabroni move. It, that, that jabroni ruling will stay in place. Yes. That is for sure after appeal.
2: You're not going to clarify the jabroni ruling or change I think it. it's clarified. It is. It's pretty I'm clear. I'm not changing anything. It's pretty clear.
1: Pretty clear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So... K-State fans, <laughs> I, I think it's fair to say that we are uh, – it's a bit ob- ob- obnoxious. It is a pain in the butt. You feel like you got kicked downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And I've said this many times over the last couple of days that, okay, yes, maybe this is actually the way it should be. And when I say should be, it is fair for Oklahoma State to get the spot if everything just stays in place and get the Big 12 championship spot other over K-State. Yes, they've beaten Oklahoma and K-State. Where I feel this is unfair, though, and I was talking with Troy about this before the show, and maybe he feels a little bit different about it, but we can talk about it here. The reason I feel that this is unfair, first of all, okay, maybe you're making a right call here, but you're going through an entire rule change. You're completely lying about the process. Yes. I mean, I feel like this is in- an insult to our intelligence, I do not see this kind of thing coming from Brett Yormark two days before this. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like this would be a Brett Yormark move. And now we're changing rules on the fly that no longer benefits one team and then it benefits another. Mm-hmm. I think that is absolute dangerous grounds, and that is a black eye to the integrity of the Big 12 Conference. But I'm also thinking, you know what? I mean, what if this was the rule you know, prior to the year? I think a lot of people would have a problem with it. It makes sense in a divisions conference, a conference that has divisions, where you are guaranteed, if you need that tiebreaker, you are guaranteed that these teams have all played each other because they're in the same division. It's the right way to go upon a tiebreaker to decide who's going to represent your division in a conference championship game. But now we're in an era of the Big 12 where there's now 14. It's going to expand even further. So I, you know, who knows if this rule will stay in place heading into next year if they have another meeting about it. But you no longer have a round robin. You're no longer playing everybody that you could potentially be in a tie with to determine through tiebreakers who's going to go on to the Big 12 championship game. And with that being a situation, does that turn into – a lot of people being upset by their draws in Mm -hmm. their schedules. Are they going to feel sometimes they got the shaft and they don't have the competition they need to win those tiebreakers? Listen at it's a lot. And as K-State fans, we're all trying to justify how we feel like we've been screwed over. Honestly, at the end of the day, what it is is maybe the right thing happening, but it feels like the absolute wrong time. But when the Big 12 comes out and says this isn't a rule change, this is just clarifying, Mm -hmm. it's an absolute lie. I mean, when somebody lies to you,
0: do you just continue on to trust them? No. And that's what frustrates me. It's in writing what the rule stated to sit here and try and say, oh no, this was included, it wasn't. The The words head-to-head did not appear in there in terms of specifically a three-way tie. Mm-hmm.
2: It's too bad that it worked out this way because we all know that it's like the right way that it should be, like you've said. It's just the part where now they're trying to lie and say it's been like this the whole time. Would you feel better if they came out and they were like, the rule isn't fair, and we messed up at the beginning of the season, and we didn't play out this scenario? And right now, we all agree that it shouldn't be this way, and it should be Oklahoma State.
1: Honestly, probably. I think we would feel a little bit better about it. At least the Big 12 would be admitting their mistake. Right. Sure. But they're not taking any responsibility.
0: Right. Right. And therein lies the flaw. They're not taking responsibility. They're acting as if they want to just shuffle this away, cover it up. They
2: are. They are.
0: Keep it it as quiet and keep it from reaching any conversational levels beyond just the regions of the conference. That's
2: what they like I said the timing is perfect for them. They're like if we tackle this during the championship week, it's just going to get exposure and now it gets lost. Midweek's midweek it gets lost. They got college basketball going on, all the other football, you got a couple more weeks of football left. It uh, it's perfect for them to change this. It really is. The timing couldn't be better for them. But K-State fans will never forget it. We'll never forget
1: this, it. This is a big disappointment in the Brett Yormark era. It for is. sure. is. I've 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 had very little criticism at all, really, yeah. for the leadership of Brett Yormark. Um, I mean, the only thing I had a problem with is when the Big 12 said they're going to have a big tour, or maybe a big musical <laughs> yeah. act will be a part of it, yeah. or yeah. maybe I just assumed. And then it turns out they're just going to the four newbies, and it's not even that. It's just... I don't even know what it was. That was a big disappointment, but yeah. you know that was something you could just get over, and it's not really a big deal. Um, it didn't say this, anything about his leadership. It was more like they were throwing a lot
2: against the wall. It's but. it's just
1: another opportunity to, to expand branding. Sure, yes, you know, it really is. And I love the Rutger Park stuff. Sending coaches to Rutger Park and you have the basketball clinics and send a lot of student athletes with them. As or I don't actually I don't know. I think well I, I knew there's some K State players there mm-hmm. like you know Marquise Noel was from there and stuff but it was mostly coaches coach Tang Jeff Mitty were up there and that was really cool I love that working with kids and expanding the brand um let's go to the phone lines 537-1350 Tony from Manhattan comment about the Big 12 what do you got to say Tony
0: hey Mitch um I, I was thinking the Big 12 They could clarify one more thing and that is if you're in your last year of playing in the Big 12 <laughs> you can't be in the Big Twelve championship game. <laughs>
1: If only it was – if only we could get our way with that. Right. I know the Big 12 at the end of the day doesn't want either one of them in.
0: Um, As long as we're clarifying stuff now, we might as well clarify some more stuff.
1: (laughs) I like that. Well, didn't Brett Yormark, like, openly root for Texas Tech against Texas the day after Thanksgiving? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like that. Let's
0: clarify. My my wife was asking me, too, like, what are we going to do to get to the Big 12? I said, well, Texas got to lose – Two more times, and so Oklahoma State's got to lose again too. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> it, or, or Oklahoma lose? You know, there's there's different scenarios, but oh. it just, now it just all has to do with them losing. Now it's there's, still... there's
0: there's a lot of teams that have to lose, right? And if we just clarify again, <laughs> if you're in the last year, you can't be in. It, it makes it a lot easier for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tony, appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks, oh Tony. my! Can all you, right, thanks, guys. Can you imagine the fit that would be thrown? Oof.
1: Well, I I, I think it's simple, and Deej, hold your thought there for a second because we need to take a break. When we come back, I guess let's talk scenarios. Uh, I think it's quite clear, but let's clarify uh, (laughs) what the scenario now K-State faces heading into the last two games of the regular season. It's coming up next. We are back on the game. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, David G. Travion, Berklin. Phone number 537-1350. Got a, getting a bunch of calls now about Big 12 scenarios, K-State scenario, what happens if Texas loses to Iowa State. I think now with the – what a dumb word to use, clarification. Um, for the Big 12 now saying, well, you know, since Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma and K-State, now they get jurisdiction on the second spot. In uh, the Big 12 championship game. Uh, it's not a rule change, but we all know it is. Right. Um, you know, we're not dumb. It's quite clear. Uh, we all read the rule, uh, Big 12. You think the person that typed all that up felt a little guilty? Like, <laughs> I know this isn't right. Yeah. But I'm just doing my job. Nah, they're an no Oklahoma State fan. They're like, hoo hoo Um, okay, wow. so I, I thought it, though, you know, does it make it a little bit more confusing um, to explain now the scenarios? As a K-State fan, it's really easy uh, to explain with the old, the, the old rule. is just, hey, if everybody wins, you know, cats are in. Right. Texas loses, and, uh, well, everybody still wins after that Texas loss to Iowa State. Yeah, K-State's still in. They would just play Oklahoma instead because Oklahoma has the tiebreaker over Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite that simple anymore. Um, hopefully I'm not going to make this too confusing here but just basically just specifically from where k-state stands right now what really hurts is that you didn't beat texas Mm -hmm. you didn't beat oklahoma state Mm -hmm. so i mean you it's really an either or situation i mean you would love everybody now just start losing (laughs) chaos is your friend except for the cats chaos is your friend except you you want k-state to win out first things first k-state win two games i it's That's as simple as it starts right there. Just win out. But, hey, a loss for Oklahoma, BYU-TCU. Either one could pull off the upset. That would be great. Oklahoma State, you're tied with them. If they were to lose a game, that's huge. Texas, if you were to get by, well, the thing is, if Texas loses, you still need help from other teams to Mm -hmm. lose. Texas losing out doesn't necessarily benefit you. Right. So Texas losing to Iowa State, really, that just muddies it up even more. Because now Iowa State is firmly in the conversation, but K-State and Iowa State play each other at the end of the regular season. So only one of those teams can be in the tiebreaker at the end of the day. At the most, there will be four teams fighting for two spots. But the likely scenario, because... With K-State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas all playing. Well, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will have a common opponent in BYU. But at the end of the day, I think you're most likely looking at a a three-way tie for second place. I I highly doubt Texas. You know, Actually, maybe Texas is most likely to lose a game because they're going up to Ames, Iowa. And shout out to Iowa State if they're able to pull that off. But that no longer helps Mm K-State. It helps Oklahoma, but it doesn't help K-State. Because K-State lost to Texas. So, K-State, you're really hoping that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will lose a game. And you end up with playing Texas in the Big 12 championship game. I think that's best case scenario. But again, I think it became now more, a little bit more confusing to figure all this out after the rule, the rule change. Uh, but that, that's what you're hoping for teams to start losing.
2: I'm hoping for a sign stealing fiasco to come out of Texas or Oklahoma.
1: You know, I ha, how did Oklahoma start so well? <laughs> I know. They had to be stealing signs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then
1: somebody found out Arkansas State signs were stolen.
2: Uh-huh. They, they put 70 on Arkansas State, didn't they? They they murdered them. Yeah.
1: They should have stolen more signs from UCF apparently. yeah <laughs> <laughs> And Gundy got creative and changed some things up before Bedlam. Jeez. That's how they pulled off that win in, yeah. in uh in Stillwater. But here again, here are the, the final games for everybody. K State has Iowa State, KU starts in Lawrence on Saturday. Iowa State will play Texas and K State. Oklahoma's BYU and TCU. Oklahoma State has Houston and BYU. And Texas is against Iowa State and uh and Texas Tech. So, I mean, there's clearly still a chance. But those odds I mean, greatly shrunk because of this change. Mm -hmm. No longer does K State have an advantage; they're now at a great disadvantage because of just the schedules that are left for everybody. It's very favorable for those teams that were all mentioned, and of course, K State and Iowa State will determine you know who stays tied or whatever potentially for the the last spot in the Big Twelve championship game. But again, you're looking at Texas to lose twice, but that still benefits Oklahoma. So you want Oklahoma to lose. You want Oklahoma State to lose. I, and again, I'll, I'll repeat this again. I think Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, them losing each game is your best shot. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem very likely. Now we're becoming big BYU and Houston fans. Oh,
0: come on.
1: It sucks because you don't – I mean, but you never know. Like Oklahoma State just lost at UCF. They did. Can Houston pull off a major shocker? Well, Houston is not as good a BY, as, as UCF.
2: But I mean UCF 45 to 3 or something I mean that's well in them
1: and UCF beating Oklahoma State it gives you it, it never would have predicted it to be that way at least for me but it is the Big 12 and I you know those are kind of cheesy questions I'm like well can anybody beat anybody in the Big 12 sure why not
0: Here's what frustrates me but no here's what frustrates me about that aspect not just UCF they freaking got hammered by South Alabama Right, that's right. I forgot about And They that. lost at Iowa State, also, that by playing horrendous on offense,
1: and
2: they beat K State. I mean, and, and uh, beat Oklahoma, and Oklahoma
1: maddening, Rem- just maddening. Remember, at the end of the day, and, and we can you know, we can complain about this for years, and this really sucks right now that the Big 12 decided to change a rule 17 days before the Big 12 championship game. And at the end, you know, I think we'll all admit at some point, I think we'll all admit at some point, maybe not now, we'll admit at some point that Oklahoma State right now should be the rightful heir to the Big 12. I don't know if that's the right words or whatever, but I thought it sounded good. It sounds great. Uh, To get to the Big 12 championship game because they did beat Oklahoma And K-State, but that's not what the rule stated. They had to go change a rule to make this happen. K-State's getting the shaft right now. Yes, it's –
2: yeah, everybody knows it's like the fair thing that Oklahoma Mm. State – yeah, whatever. But I'm all about technicalities, man. If a technicality gets me something good, I'm all for it. I'm sorry that they didn't double-check their work before – uh, like going ahead with those rules.
1: That's not Case states fault. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, and Troy, you may have to back me up on this, but this, you know, th- this these rules were, I guess, reevaluated and voted on before this year because of the expansion. Yes, but I'm pretty sure this multi-team
0: um, rules that were in place are actually the same prior to this year. That's probably how you got the straight, comma, cut and paste. Cutting and pasting from something previous and just not paying attention see man. and again, that goes back to me. How many eyes did this pass by without anybody saying a word? that uh, it, it's it's so stupid. It just frustrates me because you kn- that's what quality control is about. You have multiple people looking this over. They're supposed to have the details taken care of. You should not get to week 10 of the season and have to clarify a tiebreaker like this. And especially given the fact that you have 14 athletic departments who had to sign off on this on top of the conference Multiple people at multiple levels saw this, and nobody even pulled a comma out of where it was errantly. That is a failure on all parts.
1: I mean, who phrases a sentence, if not, comma? every tied team has played each other, go to step two. <laughs> I mean, we could have not phrased that a lot better. We could have simplified that. If everybody hasn't played everybody, go to step two. A, it does make sense that it is AEW week, and here we are
2: clarifying bad English. Just putting it out there. Well played. Just putting it out there.
1: On that note, let's head to a number one song of the day. I don't know. We'll see what other rules the Big 12 decides to clarify tomorrow. <laughs> we might have more on this tomorrow, but let's take a break. When we come back, number one song, Ask Us Anything, next. All right now, I'm second guessing the scenarios for K-State because, again, I'm just—I feel like I'm confused and I'm missing important details. But you know, if the—if tr- there weren't any really r- any true rule changes, you know, what if Texas does lose to Iowa State Did that put K-State and Oklahoma back in the Big 12 championship game? I'm confused too. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to figure out because it felt like that kind of hurt Oklahoma, but. Because if there is a four-way tie, and we, we go to the end of the regular season, we got a four-way tie, it was originally
0: Casey and Oklahoma, and Oklahoma would be in, but... This is the type of stuff where literally I prefer to be able to sit down with the rule and sit there and just kind of go point by point. Yeah. You know, map it out. Like I know, it, it yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, it just, you're, you're dealing with logic, and... Some things that are not logical, but (laughs) like a conference office. All right, ask us anything. I think we can
1: get one question in. Go ahead, Deej. Uh, Would you rather eat
2: your Thanksgiving dinner with your bare hands or just sit out the dinner all together? Bare
3: hands. Yeah. I mean, another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
2: And then, like the mushy, you know, you you're, like I, it, all over at, it. at
0: least mushy, you can you can get a handle on it. Yeah, yeah. The gravy's going to be problematic. Oh.
2: And turkey you can kind of use as a impromptu spoon. True. Well, yeah, I would just take the
1: rolls and just start grabbing. Yeah, yeah. With the rolls. Yeah. There you Either go. make you a guys, sandwich
2: or just, stir, yeah. just use it I as make a as utensil. <laughs> mini sandwich. I love that. Do bread, you do bread on bread. Yeah. Stuffing on <laughs> <laughs> it works. Do you guys do tortillas for your thing? Your thing no. Family? Yeah. Never done that. We have uh, fresh tortillas. And so my grandpa, like, he kind of tears a piece of, out, and he, he puts it in his hand like this, you know? And he kind of just, like, scoops the food like
1: that. I would rather have a dinner roll uh, than a tortilla. Yeah, I would. I think my family's <laughs> just that
2: Mexican. <laughs> we need—we gotta have tortillas, man. We gotta have. Just turkey and mashed
1: potatoes just don't seem like food for tortillas, you well, know?
2: My grandpa also puts a bunch of salsa all over his stuff. Oh. <laughs> just hot sauces, everything. Dude, it's like that yeah, it works. Yeah, that's Mexican. Hey, we're well, thankful.
0: <laughs> Want to mention, by the way, we've got the Chris Kleinman Coaches Show coming up tonight at seven.
2: Ah,
0: so might be a little react.
1: Yeah, tune in at seven. That might be a really good hour of radio. All right, we got to take off for Trey, D, Troy, and Mitch. Go Cats!